you just think we just, you know, whatever happens, we just shit another player. I, and everything's going to be perfect. All of our fans think that. You all think that. That's what you write about. You don't want to be here. There's a specific reason. Not really, you know, I think we did a poor job recruiting. If guys are coming in and immediately walking out the door because it was something different than what they thought it would be. And we lied to them during recruiting or we, we sold them on a dream that wasn't true. Is we want to be a big, fast, dominating, aggressive, relentless football team that nobody in the SEC wants to play. Now, that's also a second in the West, baby. Yes, sir. <laughs> Winning the SEC probably is harder than winning the national championship. Do you know that? Well, how about the fucking dogs? <laughs> hey, buddy, this beer's for you, Mike, and cousin Shane. That SEC podcast loves the pirate, and the pirate loves that SEC podcast. Hail State. Welcome in to the latest episode of that. SEC podcast, and we're brought to you by my bookie. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter, and I'm joined as always by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Vols on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee homer? <laughs> hey, babe, we got some breaking news. Yeah, for anybody that missed it, huge news out of the SEC Arkansas's got some new uniforms. <laughs> actually that did happen they are really nice i know they and they do look nice i ain't gonna lie man i was looking at do you see the comments on some of those no what they say <laughs> that, that, there's one and it, i know you've seen that meme running around with that guy he's sitting there without his shirt and he's trying to make his lats all big and stuff and he goes you gonna make me do something i'm gonna regret <laughs> you know, <it's> like, <laughs> oh man i'm just here for the comments <laughs> but no, the real big news, obviously, words out. Jamie Newman opting out down at Georgia. The Heisman Trophy front runner out of the SEC, him and Miles Brennan. Man, that was the shortest damn, shorter than old Kenny Hill in his Texas A&M days making that Heisman run. Jamie Newman is not only opting out, but he's focusing himself on the NFL draft. So he's not coming back for 2021. But how stunned were you when you heard this news, Shane? Because when I first heard it, it was one of those where you had to double check. I mean, is this real information? This is what I'm hearing, but I don't know if I'm believing it. Dude, I'm kind of surprised, obviously, uh, because I was kind of trying to buy in, Mike. I mean, I, I even threw out that he could be a potential Heisman candidate because I just I just thought that that was going to be a good move for Georgia, that dual threat. But uh, it apparently... When I first saw this, I was thinking, well, damn, JT done whooped his ass in practice. You know what I'm saying? That's mm -hmm. just what I thought. I thought Newman was feeling it that maybe he's just not going to get to play this year, and, and he may hurt his draft stock if he doesn't get any playing time. Yeah, that's one way to look at it, and I'm certainly seeing just about 95% of Dog Nation agreeing with you, Shade. JT Daniels, the way to go. Of course, he's not been—he's not even been fully cleared medically to hit the field. So, uh, you know, based on what I've been hearing, Jamie Newman was going to win that starting job. So, I think that's just kind of fans kind of running with that. But hey, I've been very open that I think J.T. Daniels got a higher ceiling than J.T. Newman. So maybe this old situation will work itself out, and 
maybe by the end of the season, you'd rather have JT Daniels as your starter. Yeah, I, I, I think you do, Mike. I mean, this is something that we you've talked about in recent pods that if he didn't have the starting job at the beginning of the season, you felt like he was going to have it by the end of the season. So, mm-hmm. why, you know, why put it off? Let's get him out there. Let's get some experience and, and build around this kid. But the only thing I would, would say is I've backed off on that just a little bit just based on the fact that old Kirby's been pretty adamant that uh, old JT Daniels, he can't even be counted on to play in the game. So is that going to be any different here in less than a month? I mean, I ho- I certainly hope it is. And I expect JT Daniels to be the starter there week one, but... What did you mean by Kirby? What, say that, well, expand on that. He's come out in uh, multiple press conferences now this training camp and say uh, JT Daniels is not cleared to play. Uh, okay. he's, he's not fully back from that knee. It, if for the listeners that don't know, he was uh, uh, the starting quarterback at USC and he injured his knee out for the year. So he's still kind of rehabbing from that. So he's still practicing, mm-hmm. but Kirby says it's a difference than, uh, you know, rolling out there in non-contact in a, in a red uniform. No one's going to touch you as yeah. opposed to taking action live bullets here against Missouri come September 26. So there's, we don't even know if JT Daniels is going to be fully cleared by that time. So that's, that's a bit of a concern for me if I'm a Georgia fan. And all of a sudden, you know, we got this reworked SEC schedule. Georgia certainly going to beat Missouri, I would think, week one. Mm-hmm. But look at these next games. Home for Auburn with that defense. Well, I know they lost a lot, but Kevin Steele. And then home for Tennessee, Jeremy Pruitt defense. Mm-hmm. At Alabama, Nick Saban defense. At Kentucky with Mark Stoop defense, and then the next game's Florida. I mean, my God! I mean, this is uh, the worst. This is probably the worst schedule in the SEC. Now that I'm looking <laughs> at it, to break in not only a new quarterback but someone that uh, may have been a backup as soon as uh, you know three weeks before kickoff. Oh, Mike, that's a lot to swallow. Because again, we we don't really know what's going on behind the scenes here. So. I mean, maybe they did see something in practice. And I'm just trying to play devil's advocate that, like I said, you know, Newman just knew he wasn't going to have the job. I'm a fanboy, you know. I'm always going to be like – I'm always going to spin it in the positive zone because I just feel like why do all that? Why do the transfer? Why come in? Why go through all this camp just to now decide to sit out, especially when numbers are going down and football's about to go? It just feels to me like – it was something behind the scenes. Something was weighing on him. He just maybe didn't know he's going to get some playing time. You know, I don't know. Maybe he just, I mean, it's, did he say he's going to go to the NFL? Is that his goal or was he thinking about transferring again? No, he says he's sitting out to prepare for the 2021 NFL draft. Wow. No, I just. And from what I understand, he's not even that like highly rated of a prospect. I know. That's what scares me, man, because it's it's one thing if it's uh, Jamar Chase. It's it's another if it's an unproven quarterback. So mm-hmm. uh, this 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 could be a bad financial move. So I but then again, maybe maybe he's getting some information. Surely somebody's giving him some information that's credible that, uh, you know, that he has a, a chance at the next level. But I don't know. Let me play devil's advocate here, Shane. Okay. So we've seen – I know they've completely changed everything over, so this may not apply moving forward for Georgia. 
But last time I checked, it's probably not fair to put this on Kirby Smart's shoulders, but it's on the shoulders of his staff. You know, Georgia's not necessarily a program known for developing quarterbacks. Mm. So any chance Jamie Newman came out here is looking great in camp, and maybe he's looking around and saying, well, hell, we got George Pickens and who else we got to throw the ball to? Uh, This offensive line is going to get me killed. I mean, any chance that he's looking around and saying, (laughs) you know, this stock that I have is just going to go down if I play for Georgia with uh, these. I mean, it's kind of hard for me to even imagine that's what's going through his head. But it's like you said, something behind the scenes there. It's hard for me to imagine Jamie Newman at Wake Forest going down to Athens saying, you know what? Shit's worse down here. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I don't think that's it. That's it at all. But uh, I I think this is more about a playing time issue. And, uh, you know, the the writing's on the wall. Uh, he, He had one year. He had one year to do it. And 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 now you got here. You got Georgia. You got JT. And and then you got even if he did opt out for the season and came back next year. I mean, he's still going to be dealing with that and five-star quarterbacks. It's just, I, th- I think the window was small to begin with. And then the worst thing that could have happened was uh, our, our, our boy with the golden mustache to come over. And uh, <laughs> it just, it just ruined it. And, and you, you've seen the offense coordinators coming out, the coaches coming out talking about how athletic JT is, you know, they didn't know he was as athletic. So I don't know. I think he's further along, even though he's, technically not cleared i i think i think that's the deal is he's further along georgia's got them a quarterback and they've got a reliable backup say what you want about uh stetson bennett i mean you think about a guy that's been at that i mean he left but he came right back you know what i'm saying he's mm-hmm. been the backup for a long time so uh i think he knows all these players he knows exactly what to be expected and uh, probably not the ideal backup quarterback, but there's a reason that Kirby convinced him to come back. Yeah, and they also got Dewan Mathis, who was committed to Ohio State and then signed with Georgia after Justin Fields went up there. And, hell, they just landed Carson Beck, who was a really touted recruit. So it's pretty wild that Georgia could lose a starting quarterback potentially and got all this talent in the room. I did see someone on Twitter. I, I forget who it was, otherwise I'd give him credit, but – they said, hell, we're losing a three-star and we're upgrading with a five-star. He's like, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Georgia fans, they, they, you know, I put out a little funny meme, but I was just, just doing it to poke a little fun, you know, because a lot of people, they love to see Georgia struggle. But I, I'm telling you, man, I've seen a lot of Georgia fans coming out and they're not, I mean, they're not upset. They knew that this was a quarterback controversy coming into this camp so I, I think in their minds they just think it was decided now let me ask you this it doesn't sound like this would be the case for you but does this change your opinion at all of the sec east uh, maybe this cracked the door i don't know i know i think you had georgia a little bit ahead of florida yeah. tennessee kentucky does this give those fan bases a little bit more hope that uh, all of a sudden the beast in the east Maybe not as beastly. Uh, a little bit, uh, believe it or not. And it's just because I was buying into the Newman hype for a long time. And I thought this is what Georgia needed, just to mix things up, to have a quarterback, like I said, that could do it with his arm and his legs. I, I don't know much about JT. I don't know how well – I mean, clearly 
clearly the coaches are buying in, um, but that makes that worries me a little bit more, believe it or not, because I thought Newman had it sealed up. So yeah, I would say it's 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 thinning a little bit, but not much. I still I still think Georgia has a ton of talent. That defense alone. Uh, is going to keep them in every single game this year. So long as we can get some manageable quarterback play and and feed one of the ten running backs they've got in the stable there, I think they're going to be fine. It's just, uh, it's just, I, I think, I think Coach really wanted him to stay there because let's say for let's just say for instance Newman wasn't going to get the starting role. Mm-hmm. How, how many times? Do you think you know he wished he had an opportunity to throw Fields in there and get him some reps when he was there? I, I think uh, he he may have lost a quarter. You know what I'm saying? Like right. I, I, in his mind, I think he he wished he would have done that quarterback rotation a little bit better. And I think Newman was going to get plenty of playing time this year, and there were going to be several packages that that really would have benefited uh, the Bulldogs having him back there. So. But it is what it is, man. You know, you just we got to keep rolling with it. And uh, uh, I still, I still like Georgia in the East, but I do think, I do think it's a little bit closer. And it's just because I don't have as much confidence as I did at the start of the season in the quarterback production coming out of the Athens there. Yeah, I think. Now I like to have some fun, just like you on Twitter, and tweet out all these jokes that came right to my head when. <laughs> Newman announced this decision, but you know, at the end of the day, Georgia still across the boards got more talent than anybody in the East, so mm-hmm. they should be right there in the race. I don't really care who the quarterback is, and like I said, JT Daniels, if he's healthy, pretty sure I'd be playing him over Newman. So at yeah. the end of the day, possibly not that big of a deal, but I say all that, but I also say this you know, this could be trouble because. It's Newman that's the one that's been working with the receivers. It's the, he's the one that he was going to be the starter from everything I hear. So right. we're taking a step back in that stance that now we got a new quarterback and we don't know what we got on offense. And I think it does open the SEC East open a little bit more, particularly because of this schedule I laid out here. I mean, we got some tough, tough games. The SEC East – I mean, for Georgia, it's yeah. going to be decided here before week seven. So yeah. uh, going through this gauntlet. So not saying that Georgia can't do it, but I'm feeling a little bit more confident now that I got Florida winning the East. But, hell, I could still see Kentucky or Tennessee if things break right. I could still see them contending for it. So, And I think yeah. this is, at the end of the day, is good news because this opens things up a little bit more. I love for all these teams to be in contention. I hate having – a damn month in the season left, and we know who's going to Atlanta for the SEC championship. <laughs> I, I want it to. I want it to be decided on that final game. I know, man. But think about this: last year, name one East team other than Georgia that started the season with a quarterback and ended with the same quarterback. Mm. I don't think there was one. Was there? South Carolina? Nope. Tennessee? Nope. Florida, nope. Kentucky, nope. Missouri, nope. Mm-hmm. Is uh, who else am I missing? Vanderbilt, nope. So I, I, th- I think Georgia, Jake Fromm was literally the only quarterback in the East to start the season and end the season, and a lot of that had to do with that tremendous offensive line they had. You know, that's not there now. Now they got great offensive linemen, but 
here you got a quarterback that's coming off of an injury. So that worries me the most. Uh, just just the fact that he's he's coming off a major injury. He, he's in a new system. That's why it's a little bit thinner for me because all it takes is – I mean, we're talking 10 SEC games, Mike. Every week is going to be physical, you know. So I that's, that's the only thing that worries me is how quick can they get somebody to back JT up. I joked about Bennett, but is it can he win games? Like if if something God forbid happens to JT, can Bennett come in and beat Alabama? You know, can can he beat an Auburn team? So I that's the only thing I'm worried about is because 2020 man, you've got to have a deep team because they're going to be called on, and that has to be all positions, including quarterbacks. We need to remind the listeners, we're brought to you by MyBookie.ag, the online sports book. And right now for uh, podcast listeners, any new customer to MyBookie.ag, they will get 100% deposit match up to $1,000. So what that means is you go to MyBookie.ag and put in the promo code THATSEC. MyBookie will match your initial deposit all the way up to $1,000. So you could start immediately with $2,000 just by using that promo code, that SEC, that's T-H-A-T-S-E-C. It's summertime at my bookie, and that means one thing. It's winning season, Shane, <laughs> unless you're Cousin Shane. Hey, it's hey. simple. <laughs> Easy. I'm still on here, Mike. <laughs> winning season begins today only at my bookie. Once again, that's mybookie.ag. We're using the promo code, that S-E-C. The podcast is also brought to you by manscaped how about it shane manscaped they've sent each of us our own razors and my goodness shane why don't you tell the fine folks i know this is (laughs) this is kind of like manscaped this is a weird product here but uh it really is they go all out with their their packaging and their device and all the the accoutrement you get with it. it it's pretty it's pretty impressive didn't you think yeah very impressive i i thought this was just like some little you know little gift you give somebody for Christmas. You know what I'm saying, Mike? And <laughs> this thing rolls in and they got this nice like leather bag. It comes with it. Uh, it, the clippers, there's, there's lotions, there's creams, there's all this stuff, man. I'll tell you what, Mike, they really put some thought into this. I'll tell you, man, I opened that bad boy up and I said, damn, this is, this is a serious gift. So if you're looking for something for, you know, you you got your boyfriend or your husband. You don't know what to get them. Then I'm telling you, this this may be this may be just for you because it's a nice gift. Yeah, and this thing's waterproof. And all listeners of the podcast get twenty percent off and free shipping. I'm still I'm still afraid to try it in the water, Mike. You know, just, <laughs> but I'll take the word for it. <laughs> Listeners get 20% off and free shipping. Head on over to manscaped.com with the promo code. Same as my bookie, that SEC. That's T H A T S E C over at manscaped.com. Get 20% off, free shipping. Head on over to Manscaped. It cut out, it cut about 38 seconds off my mile time, Mike. Just throwing <laughs> that out there. <laughs> A little more aerodynamic. <laughs> All right, Shane, so the last thing I got before we uh, hop off here, not a ton of news in the SEC. Wanted to get your thoughts on this because I know, like you, I'm I'm a huge fan of this, you know, the TV schedule and the lineups and everything, and I kind of I, I covered all that on the last show. But uh, any thoughts, and I'll run down the list here, on the week one 
SEC slate, you know, the noon game at, on ESPN Florida at Ole Miss, noon on uh, SEC Network, Kentucky at Auburn, 4 o'clock Eastern, Georgia at Arkansas on SEC Network, Alabama at Missouri, that's the night game, 7 o'clock on ESPN, Tennessee at South Carolina, 7.30 on SEC Network, and then Vanderbilt, Texas A&M, that's hidden away there on SEC Network alternate, 7.30, and then the big one, Mississippi State at LSU, that's the CBS game. Any surprises there for you? Yeah, just those noon games, Mike. Um, I, I just, I was, I'm really looking forward to that. That I, I'll tell you, the, one of the games I'm looking forward to most is Kentucky and Auburn for two reasons. I want to see how good Auburn is, and I want to see how good Kentucky is, uh, because I think that's going to start the pulse of the East and the West. You know, it's it's tough to compare uh, each side. You know what we're dealing with, but I think a lot of people are sleeping on Kentucky and Auburn. So I think that's going to be a hell of a game, uh, and it just blows my mind that that's a nooner. Yeah, and speaking of uh, my bookie, head on over there. The line is currently eight and a half in favor of Auburn. And remember, hell, when we first brought this game up, it was like seventeen and a half, eighteen. That's what we're trying to do—save you ten points here. Yeah. I mean, that'd be massive right now. So with those points. I don't want to speak for Shane, but I think you got to take Kentucky even still with the eight, eight and a half, because we think this is going to be a pretty good ball game here. Yeah, I mean, I, I do. I think it's going to be a tight game. I don't want to, I don't want to give that away just yet, Mike. You know, I may <laughs> yeah, make that okay, the game of you. my week. <laughs> Maybe my hundred dollar lock. I don't know. So, uh, but and how about this? How about the uh, the CBS game though? Mississippi State and LSU. Yep. You know, everyone's piling on LSU here lately. What's that. Do you got the points on that one? Uh, it was, it was eighteen and a half. Now it's fourteen and a half. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm talking like total points scored. Oh, okay. No, they don't list that. Oh. Sons of bitches. Bastards. Mike, I don't know. That that spread may get a little bit closer as we get closer to kickoff as well. But I would be curious when they start doing these points. What the? Uh, I, I'm probably going to go over. I mean, can you imagine? You got Mike Leach, the pirate, wanting to show everybody what kind of new offense they're running, <laughs> and then you got you got Esminger say, you know what, we we may have a new team, but damn, we're still going to air it out. Yeah, so I just I don't know. I think that's going to be a whole bunch of fireworks down there. So uh, that one that one be exciting as well. What time's that game? So that's the CBS game, game of the week, Mississippi State LSU. I don't know. Very surprised. I don't, I don't know if I'd make that the game of the week. Like I said, I think the I think. They missed a shot here with Kentucky and Auburn, but mm-hmm. uh, I still think it's going to be a hell of a game. Don't get me wrong. In Tennessee, South Carolina, that line has shifted slightly to Tennessee, currently a two-point favorite. Yeah. I think it was uh, start opened as a pick went up to three. Now it's back down to two. I think – But again, this is that's going to be a hell of a game at night, isn't it? Yeah, I think you have – I think that's like a unwritten rule that South Carolina game has to be on ESPN at night, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> it makes for great football man and i love it i love the fans they're already getting on to me you know <laughs> the gaycocks are getting fired up so I, i'm ready for that one too man all right buddy well that's all i got like i said we just want, kind of wanted to make this an emergency jamie newman podcast and uh we'll Can have... I, since we're t- real quick since i got you on that cbs uh-huh. thing did you go over that yesterday i did would you like to talk about those real yeah quick? just real quick i, I just 
I think that's stupid. You wait. Are you asking the full schedule or just my thoughts on on why they picked Mississippi State LSU? Oh no no no! I was talking about like just the CB. Like they they got the games of the weeks already slated till November, don't they? Yeah yeah, it's real weird how they did it. So they announced uh, the first two weeks, and then they took the third week off, <laughs> <laughs> and then they picked a game, and then they took a week off, and then they picked a game. It, it, it doesn't make any sense. I don't really understand why they did it this way. Well, I mean, some of it I, I guess I understand just because it's, you know, some of these were no-brainers. You know, Georgia, Alabama. I know. But F- Florida, Georgia, Alabama, LSU. The, the only thing, I just really think CBS missed out because, and I don't know, maybe maybe I'm wrong. It just it, it feels like this would be a good year to showcase all the teams on mm-hmm. on CBS. Uh we we were it, man. The SEC stuck in there. They're the ones playing ball. Now you got the the Big Ten trying to get their shit going, and you know all these other conferences. Just it, we, we were it. We we were the ones that said no, not so fast, my friend. We're gonna have some football, and instead of showing the same team three times on CBS, it, it felt like this would be a great year to showcase more ball clubs. And uh, because there's going to be more eyes, no, there's there's not going to be more eyes on the SEC than there has been any year until this year. You know, there's a lot of football that's not being played, and and we're showing the same damn games that everybody's used to watching. So I don't know. I just I, I felt like CBS really missed the boat on this one. Yeah, and this is what we keep trying to hit at. You know, you keep looking at the odds. This is going to be a wild, unpredictable season. Yeah. And while I do agree many of the games CBS picked here, I'll run down them real quick here. So week two, Texas A&M, Alabama. Uh, week four, Georgia, Alabama, at Alabama. Uh, a couple weeks later, LSU at Auburn. A couple weeks later, Florida, Georgia, and then Alabama, LSU. All those games sound great right now on paper. Yeah. But we don't know who's going to be available. We don't know who's going to lose week one, two, three, et cetera. Exactly. Let's open this thing up. I mean, they're going to look stupid if Kentucky has another 2018 run in them and they're a 10 or 11 win team and they're not on CBS. Exactly. What happens if Garantano finally puts it together? Hell, Tennessee could be a legitimate contender for the SC, not just the East, but the title. Mm -hmm. And we're not on CBS. Like, what in the hell are we doing? Like, I understand, like I said, the first game, maybe even the second game, but let's let this thing play out. And if these are the games you already had, you get first rights to these games. Just circle it. Just don't do it in pen. Do it in pencil. Exactly. <laughs> and then when the weeks come up, you know, you got your easy pick. But otherwise, I mean, a game like I've talked about this, Georgia-Kentucky, week five, I think Kentucky could be undefeated right there. You you don't want to showcase them for a game like that? I mean, I don't know. I think this was a mistake. Kind of like you're saying, this is um, – why make these picks so far out doesn't make any sense to me. Exactly, man. Exactly. Because we don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I mean, there's still there's still going to be players opting out, man. That we, we have no idea what's going to happen by week one. I think this is something they should have done no more than two weeks out. And that way they can kind of dictate and try to get more teams on the books. I just... 
I just I think there's a lot of great games out there, and and they missed the boat on this one. You know, this is an opportunity that uh, a team like South Carolina could have could have. I mean, think about it. Tennessee, South Carolina. That's a hell of a game. It's always been great. Why can't that mm-hmm. be one? Uh, you, you know, look at uh, Ole Miss and Florida. I, I think that's a good one. You're gonna have you're gonna have the Lane Kiffin for the first time. You know, so right. I, I just. I get it. It's obvious. George, Alabama, people are going to, there's going to be a lot of people curious how that game goes. But I just, I think when you put it in cement, we don't know what's going to happen three, four weeks down the road. We may be looking at a team like, like LSU of last year. Uh, a lot of people didn't have them. I mean, if you, if they would have done all those games, they, they never – I mean, LSU would have had one, and that was with the Alabama. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? So, it's just – it's dumb because who knows? It, maybe this is Auburn's year. Maybe Gus and, and uh, Coach Morris get this thing figured out. Next thing you know, they're sitting there at 6-0, and and why, why aren't we showcasing more of these teams? So, I, I just think it's so stupid to just say, okay, they did it at the start. Okay, Mike. All right, I'm getting a little I'm getting a little fired up here. They did this at the start of the season when they did these stupid schedules, okay? Mm-hmm. They they helped the big guys that they thought were going to give a run so if they have to put a team in the national championship. They're doing the same thing with CBS. Why should they get all the attention? It's nothing against Alabama. We know Alabama's going to be good. It's nothing against Georgia. We know Georgia's going to be good. But why do it now? Let them prove it and then create the games of the week. Don't just say, okay, six weeks from now, everybody's going to watch this. Hell no, maybe they want to watch this game. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, it blows my mind for everything that's been shuffled here lately, getting into season play. Why all of a sudden do we got to be so locked in for for media? What the game of the week? Why does. Why does that have to be locked in? We've been shuffling everything till we got to this point. Why? Why now do we have to be firm in what everybody needs to watch on primetime? I agree with everything you said, and once again, I'll make the case for Cousin Shane, the <laughs> SEC commissioner, because you're laying it down like it needs to be said. Exactly. This is a this is a fantastic year. Ten SEC games. This is going to be so freaking fun, man! I'm so excited. Uh, I'm in my second beer already. What are you drinking tonight, anyway? <laughs> I got the silver bullet right now. Yeah, right now I've got a uh, bearded bearded iris Nashville brand here, Mood Ring. I love that stuff. So that's what I'm sipping yeah. on. I think it, Mike's convinced me to try different beers. I've been in like literally. I've I've had three beers in my life. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm not that bad. I, I've had like Miller Lite, Bud Light, Coors Light, and that's that's what I've been going. Uh, but I, I'm trying. I'm going to try to. I'm going to try and mix it up a little bit next week. So uh, I'm, I'm going to go to the store and I'll pick six of these colorful beers and uh, see see what that what see what they're all about. Maybe I'm missing something, but uh, I'm fired up, Mike. I'm ready for some football. Uh, I, I still think. Do you think the Newman news is bad news, or do you think we were over just kind of – do you think it's something we're not thinking about five weeks into the season? Are we still talking about Newman, or is this something that, like you, like I was saying, just the, the writing was on the wall, maybe he just wasn't going to get the starting role? Yeah, I mean, it's tough to say until they hit the field, but I think it's obviously bad news now. But it's not going to be that big a deal midway to the season. That's kind of my read, just because Georgia's so talented. They got so many weapons. 
And yes, they've got, you know, a lot of inexperienced players, but hell, I'd, I'd say just about any coach, if he was being honest, would trade his roster for Kirby <laughs> Smarts, you know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, those players are going to help whoever that quarterback is along. But uh, I think it is a blow, but it's not going to, you know, if Georgia puts it all together and they're a national title contender, they they would have been one without Jamie Newman as well as with them, I really do think. Yeah, you're right. All right, Chase, so that's, uh, that's all we got on this one. Unless you got anything before we hop off here. Nope, that's it, Mike. Uh, appreciate you hopping on and getting all this stuff ready for us. And, uh, you know, this, this is college football, man. I mean, it's not an injury, but that, that's kind of what happens in the preseason here. Some some things just don't go your way, and uh, we get breaking news. We're definitely going to jump on and let you guys know about it. At least give you, a, give you our two cents. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely and uh, hey while we're talking beer if you guys got any beer suggestions feel free to maybe uh, give shane some some advice yeah. on what to pick up and uh, let me know too I, I live in nashville so there's plenty of uh, breweries and awesome wine and liquor stores around to where i can get that type of stuff on my hands so absolutely. we're gonna start talking some more beer while the season's here i mean i'm just happy to have a season we're gonna <laughs> we're, we're certainly gonna celebrate it all season long that's right buddy i'm ready All right, so that's going to do it. Thanks for joining me, Shane. As always, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. All right, see you guys. Go balls. Sorry, one second. I swear. <laughs> Starts mowing. I mean, you can't make this shit up, Mike. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You just, I mean, we do a emergency podcast. We could do it any time throughout the day. And I do it when family decides to do laundry, when <laughs> the, mo- the, the, the neighbors are mowing, or mm-hmm. just get grief. Um, all right, where are we at?